What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Marshall Time. This is a big night, opening night of the NBA. This is a holiday for basketball fans. If you celebrate this day, this is opening night. And, bro, I'm looking at these opening night matchups. I'm kind of disappointed because you're seeing the reports about the stars. All the stars probably won't be playing. I'm not sure if you saw, I think, Devin Booker. It's probably 50-50, they're saying. Bradley Bill, I don't think it's looking good for him to play. And then Draymond Green is out for the Warriors. But the first game, though, Lakers and Nuggets, all the guys should be ready to go. And then you have Phoenix and, and Golden State. So I'm excited about these matchups. These are four teams where in the Western Conference that we expect to be there in the end. Definitely the Nuggets for sure. And the Suns obviously are, are, are going to have a lot of attention this season. But I'm excited just to see Denver and this Lakers matchup. Obviously, they, this was a playoff series last year. The Nuggets defending champs. I'm excited to see how, how, how strong the Lakers come out. And how strong the Nuggets come out? Will there be a championship hangover? You lose a Bruce Brown. Like, how do these other guys, Christian Braun, uh, Peyton Watson, uh, do these guys step up? Julian Strother, the rookie, right? And so the Lakers were their addition. So I think I think the Laker-Nugget matchup, for me, I'm more excited about, especially with Phoenix and Golden State. You may not have all the guys there. Yeah, I'm just excited for the season in general. Like, I don't know about you, but I felt like this preseason was different than preseasons of the past. Like, I just saw all the players out there playing. I saw them really going at it. Like, you know, of course they weren't playing intense defense, but I saw them really trying to get to a bucket. I saw a lot of different players doing different things than they normally do. And it just felt like a different energy. I don't know what it is. Like me personally, I never put a lot of stock into NBA regular season because I know how it goes. It's a long season. Players aren't giving it their all every night, no matter how much we think they should or we think they do. They don't. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. This preseason, like, I just saw something different, and I'm just excited. I think it's going to be a good season for the league. And it's I feel like it's one of the seasons where we really, truly don't know who's going to win. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We can predict who's going to be in the race at the end. But if anything, like last year, the Nuggets won the championship. A lot of people didn't have them actually winning the whole thing. And, mm -hmm. they, and I feel like that same trend is going to continue this year, especially with all the moves that have been made. So I'm definitely excited. Multiple storylines. I'm more excited about the Western Conference. We know about the East, Milwaukee and Boston. That's what everybody thinks is the two-team race, and as it should be, but you never know. You have the Cavaliers, the Heat always, and who knows what Philly does and the Knicks. But the Western Conference, for me, is the conference to watch. Even, me from, even with the teams that we don't expect to be playoff contenders, I'm, I'm going to watch a Houston Rocket team with the, the <laughs> Men Thompson, Jalen Green. Will Jabari Smith take another step from last year? Will he continue to show some, some growth? The Spurs, obviously, we'll talk about the Spurs and what that guy Vic has been looking like in the preseason and what we're looking forward to the most about him. Then you have these up-and-coming teams. We're going to talk about the Thunder. You have the Kings. Can they repeat what they did last year? I even like the Jazz, what they have, right? And so I can pinpoint for every Western Conference team almost pretty much, I can pinpoint something that I'm excited about seeing. You know, like there may be a team like the Mavericks, even though I'm not excited about the prospect of that team, but I, it's Luca and Kyrie, so you have to watch, right? And so the Western Conference for me is going to be the most entertaining thing to watch this season outside of just the major storylines. And so with any new season, you got to talk about predictions and all the major awards. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to we're going to try our hand and give our take on who we think can can make it, and even our philosophies on it and other candidates that people may not even be thinking about because going through this list of awards, there were some names that I didn't think about at first. And I really pictured it as like, Hmm, I can see this, this person being in that, that race. Cause there's always names that you don't think about in the most improved award or coach of the year award. Right. And so 
this is going to be a fun conversation. We're going to start at the top. Actually, let's, let's go in reverse. Obviously, the big award is MVP. First, let's let's do Coach of the Year. Who you got? Coach of the Year. That's a that's a tough one. I'm gonna go Nick Nurse though. I'm gonna go Nick Nurse for the simple fact that he's a new coach on a new on a new team with the Sixers, right? You know, he coached for the Raptors for years. He's on the Sixers now. Um, we know that Sixers have drama right now, but I think that the Sixers are a team that can do good enough in the regular season to surprise some people. You know what I mean? Like we might finish a third seed. We might finish a fourth seed. And I feel like that combined with the drama going on with Harden and the fact that we might have a good regular season might give enough for Nick Nurse to win coach of the year. Cause people might look at that and say, well, he came in and kind of changed the culture. Even though I don't really, I know a lot of people don't like Doc Rivers. I'm not a Doc Rivers fan. I'm not a Doc Rivers hater. He just is what it is with Doc Rivers. You know what I mean? Is he the best coach? No. Is he the worst coach? No. But, I mean, history tells us that Nick Nurse is probably a better coach than him. So we'll see how he comes in and turns around. The Sixers have a better regular season than predicted, projected. I think Nick Nurse might win coach of the year. I think that's a, you know, it's possible for him. I hope so. As a, as a Sixers uh, supporter, <laughs> that that would be a great thing for us. You know, it's coach of the year is, is interesting because do you, do you look at the best coach on the best team in the league? And I don't agree with that. I, I For me, it's like, a, you know, Mike Brown won it with the Kings. To me, that's a coach of the year. We saw what the Kings did, breaking the playoff curse, having that major uh, uh, jump with you being the major change. To me, Mike Brown was well-deserved. And so... For me, a lot of energy with this team. I think they're going to make another leap. I'm going to pick, I hope I say his name right, um, Mark Dignall from OKC. A lot of attention. But toward the end of the last season, I think they started to open up my eyes even a little bit more. And I like how he has these young guys playing. They have so much just great energy, chemistry. They play hard. I mean. And the way that Sam Presti and those guys have, have built this team, guys that are skilled, great size, that's a testament to coaching, obviously. You know, the, the front office down to the coaching and, and the development of these young guys. And I think the jump that I expect, I expect OKC to be a top 16 in the Western Conference. And for me, I think I got to give credit to the coach. And that will be my coach of the year pick. I also got an eye on Indiana and Rick Carlisle. If they can somehow find their way into a playoff picture, they could. I don't think it's far fetched to say Indiana can sneak into a sixth spot in the, in the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me. And if that happens, you got to talk about, you got to talk about Rick Carlisle in that conversation with that young team. And so that's sort of like a a deep a deep sleeper for me. But got to go with Mark Dignall for OKC as Coach of the Year for me. All right, let's go to. This is another interesting one. Defensive player of the year. I believe last year, Marcus Smart. Was it Marcus it was, Smart? It was, Jer- it was uh, Jaron Jackson. It was Jaren. Marcus Smart. Or was it Brooke Lopez? No, was it, it was Jaron. It was Jaron last year. The year before, Marcus because Smart. that was the big year. It was a guard for the first time in a while. And so that was such a huge thing in which I think, I think more perimeter guys should get more attention, honestly, with this yeah. being such a guard-driven – Honestly, the name that I first brought up was Mikel Bridges, but then I said perimeter guys don't give that much love. It's ten, this is a war that leans toward the big guys, and so I switched my pick quickly when I just remembered they don't give 
it makes no sense to the way the game's played, why perimeter defenders don't get much attention when it comes to that award, but I digress. So Jaron Jackson was last year's winner. Who you have this year? Which you can throw out the usual names, but I'm 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 going left with it a little bit. I'm going left with it too. I'm going Wimby. I'm going Wimby. And I thought about it like <laughs> this. My pick. <laughs> well, here's my explanation for it. I think he's going to average close to three blocks, if not three blocks a game, right? We saw that he has the ability to guard, you know, with switching. We saw what he did to Wiggins in the preseason. Like, I don't know. And I feel like people are already going to be looking at him as for as a defensive presence. Like, people are already expecting it from him. So if he can come out and really, you know, average the numbers with it, I really feel like he could do it. Another thing, too, it's going to be dependent on the Spurs record, right? Because I feel like a lot of times defensive player of the year usually goes to a player that is the best defender on a good team. You know what I mean? So I don't know how good the Spurs are going to be, but let's say they're bubble, they're on the bubble, or they're like sneaking into the APC, which is you know a lot of people probably don't expect them to do that. But let's say that's what even happens. a play-in, play-in. Spot, yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. They're on the bubble, you know, for the play-in, and then they get to the playoffs. How do you not give him that award? You know what I mean? Like especially if he's averaging the numbers with it. So that's how I'm looking at it because I just feel like it's an impact award, and we're going to see a direct impact on that team on the defensive side before anything with him on their court. So that's my pick. It's preseason, but what he's shown defensively, even outside of just the unbelievable block of Andrew Wiggins shooting a jumper, I mean, that, that picture is just ridiculous. His mere presence, outside of blocking shots, I think a defender's presence, sort of like the equation of a football cornerback, right? When he eliminates one side of a, of a field, that his presence alone probably impacts a game in so many ways that you can't even realize. And so Vic's mere presence at any, anywhere in a half court setting, whether he's down low, whether he's on the perimeter, you're not safe. Right. And so he's going to average a lot of blocks. Like That's not a question. Just putting his hands up straight up. He's going to, he's going to get blocks on accident. So that's, that's to a game right there, but just his mere presence. Um, a guy's driving to the to the hole. He sees Wimby. I got past that up. <laughs> I'm not trying this because you. It's what are, what are you going to do, right? His presence. He's going to get shots blocked. He's just going to be such a deterrent for offenses. He's going to have the biggest impact for me defensively. Out of a lot of guys in this league, out of any name, Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley, Bam Adebayo, like you can name them. He might I mean, even get a couple lane steals too, just off yeah. reflexes in his arm. Just, arm yeah. like, it's crazy. Just yeah, the deflections, you know, like just eating up space on a half court setting, just his presence. He doesn't even have to get a block to have an impact defensively. Like it's just his presence is going to be ridiculous. And so I think it's going to be something to where, like you said, if if they're in that playing conversation and he's impacting games in a way that we haven't seen defensively you got to give it to him right like I, I don't see how you can't you know and honestly I don't even care if they're look I'm 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 the type that look if he's the best defender in the league he's the best I don't care All if right, his team's in the playoffs or not I just know how like, the think. this is an individual award for me like the MVP for me should be okay if you're MVP your team should be winning right but defensively, what type of impact are you making? If you're making the, if you're, if you're one of the, if you, if you're making an impact on, that can't be compared to any other player in the league, I got to give you that award. I just have to. Has you a rookie I mean? ever won Defensive Player of the Year? 
I would have to go back. Let me check the list. I'm thinking quick. like maybe Tim Duncan might have did it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. I mean, I'm looking right now. Um, I think who else could have did it? Maybe Will Rob Sampson. Will know. Bill Russell maybe. Um, Bill Russell. I don't think Shaq or like you know. I'm trying to think of big men, right? Dwight Howard, maybe. Um, I don't think he won his rookie year. Uh, the Kimbe, maybe. I don't know if he won his rookie year. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think a rookie. Yeah. Never been done before. Yeah, it hasn't been done. I think if anybody's going to do it, it's a prospect like Wimby, honestly. Um, I think we're just going to see a whole other level of impact that we haven't seen. Like, you can actually literally get a wide-open look. You see Wimby beneath the foul line, and then you have a clear shot. Next thing you know, by the time you're about to release, (laughs) you know, it's changing your whole – you know, situation there when you're looking at the basket. He doesn't even have to, like, get a hand on it. Just his mere presence is going to make you think twice by the time you're up in the air. You know, he we're going to see a lot of guys pump faking it in the air trying to, like, see a lot of so, right. But you know what? We saw yeah. that already. But another thing, another rookie that might do it, too, and when you consider the team's record, Chet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chet, Chet's another one, yeah. Considering the fact that he's the only true center on the team and the Thunder are going to have a good record, He's going mm-hmm. to be in the running for that too, because he can get them blocks too. Don't let his his weight fool you. He got the arm length. You know what I mean? So it's going to be Here, interesting. Here's another name. I'm you know I'm I'm always going to like I'm trying to I'm trying to push this this conversation about versatile perimeter defenders, the the, the guys who can defend one through four, right? The Mikel Bridges of the game, and here's the name that I think is gaining a lot of traction from last season. I'm not, I don't know about this team and what they're going to do, but I think Jay McDaniels may find himself in that conversation. I know he's getting a lot of attention. A lot of people are highly, highly touting him. And so I think he could have a conversation. If Minnesota is a top four team in the West, I think Jay McDaniels might find himself in that. I want to see more of those type of guys win these awards. I do, because that's where the game is right now. Like it's a, it's a two, three spot on the floor. Like those are the top players that we're talking about here, guys who are doing damage. Um, from the perimeter, and so I want I want to see more guys from that mold take this crown. Yeah. All right, so we we did we did coach of the year, defensive player of the year. Next up, I don't this this is another tough one, six man of the year because I really honestly, it all depends on. I think this mo I think this this is geared toward the six man on a contending team. That's what I feel like it's it's going to because Malcolm Brogdon was the winner last year, right? And I feel like it may lean toward more of the same this year. Yeah, the six man has always been, you know, who's the best player off the bench on a, you know, a good team. That's what it's always mm-hmm. been. It's been like a bucket getter award who comes mm-hmm. and gives the team a spark. My pick for this is Malik Monk all the way. Malik Monk is the six man. Like, that's him. Like, the from the way he plays, from the way mm-hmm. he's built, Everything like he has all the tools to be a perfect six man, and he is a great six man already for them. Like, we've seen what he did in the playoffs, we've seen him have crazy sparks in the regular season. And the Kings are a team that's they're only going to get better. Um, I think he averaged around 14 last year. That number could definitely increase the way Sacramento plays, they play fast, you know, that's his game. Get up a lot mm-hmm. of get downhill, running transition. He's going to be giving out a lot of buckets, and that's what he aims to do, and that's what he does well. I could definitely see him win a six man. I'm trying to look at the odds. Um, when I was doing my research, Malik Monk was a name that 
I think he might be up there. Plus 12, 1,200 for my betters out there. He's but third. Like, yeah, I think he's third behind. It's, I think it's behind quickly and um quickly, yeah. Uh, Norman, Norman Powell. Powell. Norman Powell's a name that I, I've always liked over the last couple of years. You know, Malik Monk, out of all the names that I saw, all of the guys I saw on that list as far as the betting odds, Malik Monk was the guy that I, I penciled in that I think I believe in the Kings. I, I see a lot of conversation about the Kings regressing. I still think the Kings are a top team in the West. I think they're a playoff team. Like, I don't think it was a fluke. I think De'Aaron Fox is one of the best fourth quarter players. I mean, he made some big shots last year. Like, I think Mike Brown is, a, is, a, is an excellent coach. I think they have some young guys that I think are going to continue to improve. And so I like the Kings and I like the Malik Monk pick. Two names that I want to keep an eye on. The Celtics are weird, though, because I don't know. Joe Mazzulla's talking about possibly having different starting lineups on a nightly basis. And so I expect a Holiday White starting backcourt. So Boston could have a six-man-of-the-year candidate, but by nature of how they may switch lineups on a nightly basis. But if a Derek White were to come off the bench, which probably won't happen, he would be a leading candidate. But if it's White Holiday starting, Horford may come off the bench, right? But if Horford were to start, so I think Peyton Pritchard would be a name that I'm looking at. With you know, he's just signed a new contract. He's shown a lot of aggression in the preseason. He could be a name, and also, this is just strictly Denver being possibly the number one seed in the Western Conference from the beginning of the year to the end. I think Christian Braun. We'll see if he steps up into that six man role. So Malik Monk would be my pick. But a deep sleeper that I really want to keep an eye on is Christian Braun. I think he has a chance to really step into a, a bigger role this year. And if he if he averages if Christian Braun puts up 12 to 15 a night for Denver, and Denver's the best team in the NBA record-wise, do you not give it to him? You know, so that's 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 the question I have with myself. So um Christian Braun's the name that I would look out for as well. All right, so a couple more left. I think rookie of the year. For me, it's an obvious one A one B. But who do you have for rookie of the year? I got I got one B as well. Yeah, all the way. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I mean it's obvious. I usually lean toward the point guard in this situation. Guys who have the ball in their hands mostly for you know, especially for a bad team, Scoot is going to have a lot of <laughs> opportunity to make plays. But the way that Vic is going to impact the game. Just the energy surrounding that story, the Spurs, like, man, Vic is going to be so unbelievable this season. He's like, it's one thing to see the highlights and the clips from before he entered the league, but to see what he's doing now against NBA guys, it's different. Like, he's a seven-footer doing seven-four, doing in and outs and putting the ball between his legs, breaking guys down, pulling up for jumpers, mid-range, just the fundamentals are so on point. You know, he's going to make an impact. He's going to fill a stash in so many ways. And so the impact that Vic is going to make is just going to be so, so special and undeniable. I think Vic, Vic is going to take it, but I think Scoo's going to have a great year too, but um, Vic is it. Yeah, I'm with Vic. All right. A couple more left. A couple more left. Most improved. I wrote down two names, but uh, I'll let you take it first. It's, this is this is like the most stacked. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of candidates for different stack reasons. Race. It's a stack race. Um, but but it's also about your philosophy on it too. Like, yeah. what do you, you know what I mean? Because John Morant won most improved, right? Right, he did. <laughs> and he I did. don't. It's like okay. Yeah. Um. 
of course, Maxie's my boy. I want to say him. He's going to be a candidate. But as I think about it more, I think it's going to be Mikael Bridges. Mm-hmm. And I say this because we saw him on the on the Suns. He was averaging probably 13, 12 to 15 points a game. Then he got to the Nets and was averaging 26. Mm-hmm. That was for half a season. Yeah. So now if we see him for a full season, average 25 plus, in the Nets, knowing the way the Nets operate, they'll probably be in the playoffs, like at the tail end of it. How can we not give him most improved? He's going to be mm-hmm. averaging close to from 25 to 27 points. He's going to be playing defense. He might even see an uptick in assist numbers. How do you not give him most improved? So I, I think my pick is going to be Mikel. I love Mikel, man. I, I love what he's done. You know, from Villanova, we know we followed him throughout his college career. He was a sixer for one night. <laughs> like, I mean, every time I see him play, I'm like, what if, what if, what if, what if? But I love that pick. I wish he would get more attention as far as defensive player of the year is concerned because I think that highly of him. And I think he, man, he's going to have a – he had a breakout second half once, you know, once he joined the Nets. And I think he's going to c- continue that for sure. But two names that I put down – because I think these teams are going to be in the thick of it when it comes to the playoff conversation. Jalen Williams for OKC and Keegan Murray for the Kings. I couldn't decide which one. Um, I want to lean toward Jalen Williams because we know what SGA does, but I think Jalen can be the number two when it comes to scoring. I think he can be right behind SGA just for his impact in the game, his ability to just, attack the rim and just be physical. Like he brings an element for OKC that is just going to be undeniable. And so he averaged 14 a game last year. I, he could be a 20 point a game score. I don't see why not. And so if he's, if he's a 20 point a game score for a Thunder team, that could be a top six team in the West. That's the name that I would put my, my check to, but Keegan Murray as well. He averaged 12 last year, watching him in the summer league in the preseason. Like he's dunking on guys now. Like he's, he's been, he's been out of Iowa for a little bit now. So he's, He's tapped to something different now. And so seeing Keegan Murray just attacking the rim and showing off the athleticism, being more confident, he has such a, a vast array of moves offensively. I think Keegan Murray can be a, a – a, a, he can take another level. For, I mean, from 12 a game to 18 a game, I can see that happening for him. But right now, Jalen Williams will be my my guy. All right. This is it. This is, this is, the, this is the conversation. Uh, the MVP, I think obviously the conversation – Whoever is going to MVP, your team is going to be top one, top two, maybe top three in your conference, right? And so the list is slim. So who who's your MVP? There's so many to choose from. Like it's, it's like it's, it's like five, it's like six names. I would say because a lot of these guys are on the same team, right? Like KD and Booker are on the same team. Greek and Dame are on the same team. You got Jokic, you got Bron, AD. Like I don't know. I'm gonna go with Tatum though. I'm going with Tatum because I feel like all right, the Jokic and the B thing, like it's is I feel like it's just it's over. I feel like everybody's tired of it. The media is tired of it. Even if both of them put up, you know, those numbers, I don't know. Especially the way like all right, Jokic won his chip and B didn't show up in the playoffs. So it's like I feel like that's gonna be in the back of voters' minds. And mm-hmm. we know how the, the league is with voter fatigue. I feel like Tatum. He could have been one it, but the Celtics always have those weird streaks in their season where they fall off from the top seed. But this year, with the moves they made, if they can stay healthy with Przingis and Holiday, Tatum's going to air, he's going to average 30, and they're going to be winning games. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going with Tatum this year. 
I think I'm going with. Okay. Hmm. I, I, part of me was like Giannis might get back in that mix because the Bucks might be killing. They might even get it because he's going to be averaging crazy numbers too. I'm sure, and they might be. You know, they really might have a good work record, but I think it's going to be somebody new. And it has. I think Tatum's the only one that could really. It's going to be Tatum. I, I'm going with Tatum. I think Tatum. Tatum was the the name I put down, honestly. Um, and it wasn't. I thought about it for you know for a little bit, obviously, but it wasn't that hard of a decision for me to put down. You know, I have my reservations about Tatum in the postseason. Like, there are some things I want to see from him more. I want to see more of an aggressive mindset instead of settling for jumpers too much. You use your size and the skills that you've been blessed with. This is a regular season award. I think Boston is going to be the top seed in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to. I think Drew Holiday and Chris Porzingis, if he's healthy. They're going to be a machine. Like if they're healthy throughout the season, man, to have Derek White and Drew Holiday defensively, you're you're, you're set. Chris has Porzingis, Tatum and Brown, Jalen Brown, never played with a big guy like Porzingis, so skilled who can stretch the floor. I think that's just going to unlock so many things for Tatum and Brown. I think Brown's going to have another great year as well. But Tatum's going to be is the best guy on the Celtics. The Celtics should have, and they might have the best record in the league when it's all said and done. We'll see. And so I think Tatum, Tatum for me is the pick, and I think. I think we will see a more aggressive Tatum this year. I think last year, disappointing weren't lost to the Heat. I think that was tough. I mean, that was – I think everybody expected Boston to win that series at the end of the day. And so to end it how it did, I think it left a sour taste in the mouth. And I think having a Drew Holiday on that team, a veteran, he's won a championship, I think that may unlock something else for, for Tatum and Brown as well. And so Tatum is – um I think Tatum wins the MVP. I think we got something fresh and something new. And I think this season is set up nicely for Boston to to go back to the finals and, and maybe win it. So that is my pick. We're going to talk about our final four picks too. So that's just one of my picks in Eastern Conference. So what what's your what's your uh you want to do final four picks in the West and East? Yeah. So in the okay. East, um I think it's going to come down to are we doing final four per conference or just final four for the like two? You want conference final for the East, conference final for the West? Yeah, conference final for the East, conference final for the West, and then who we, and who we have advancing. I'm going, I'm going Celtics Bucks, of course, for the East. I yeah. feel like that's the easy pick. You yeah. can't count out the Heat, um, but I just feel like the other teams got better and the Heat didn't, so I got to go with them. The West is a little more tricky, man. It's a little more tricky. I don't. I know who I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting a lot of stock in this one thing, but we'll see. I think I think Phoenix is going to be there. I think Phoenix is going to be there in the end. And he's going, they're going to be in the conference final. Mm-hmm. This last team. So much. There's so many teams I want to say. I want to say the Clippers. I want to say the Lakers. See, the Clippers. I say the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But I, I gotta stick with the Nuggets right now. I just got to, and it's because, and it's, it's just mainly because I seen it already. You know what I mean? Like mm. I seen how they, I seen how they came out and played. I seen how active they were. I seen the way Jokic played, like so smart, so so strategic in the in the playoffs. It's hard to go against that. And I seen the way Jamal Murray's been balling. Like Jamal Murray is my guy, and he's healthy. Like he had a full well, season, off season of being healthy. Like throw out all these names. But when the playoffs come, Jamal Murray is up there with all of them because he's giving them buckets. He's giving you 30. He's giving you 40. Tough shots. Mm. You can't – I can't go against that from what I've seen. I see him do it time and time and again. And, they, like I said, they got the same core that they won with. They're still together. 
We got we talked about Braun. We talked about the rookie they drafted Strother. Really Strother. Peyton Watson might be. You know, you know what I mean? Know. It's like it's hard to go against that. Um, you know Kawhi's my boy. I want to see love the Kawhi. I want to see the Clippers do it, but they got to show me. I can't. I can't. I, I just can't do it right now. They got to show me. Man, Kawhi and PG are two of my favorite guys. You know, I love watching Steph, and you know we love Joel, but Kawhi and, and PG have been my guys for a long time. But I can't. Are they going to be available? I don't know. All these teams that we can say, okay, the Clippers, well, are they going to be healthy? Golden State, are they too old? I mean, Steph is still great, but I don't know if Clay is ever going to get back to the Clay that we knew. Right, Chris Paul. I mean, he's he's a great point guard. What what he brings IQ wise, and he may help Jonathan Kaminga take another step, but. They're 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 not pound like I don't think they can't keep up with Denver. You Aaron Gordon, Aaron, we didn't, we didn't mention Aaron Gordon. You can't count them out. That's the thing. The West is gonna be you crazy. You, you you can't count them out, but it's like man, the one thing Denver has nobody has an answer for, and that's Joker. Yeah, you put that card down. What you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like, like not even what he does scoring wise, but offensively getting other guys involved. There, like, you're always if you play with Joker. You're always going to be open. Like he's going to find avenues to get you the ball that you didn't even think were available. And so that's what makes them so dangerous. They can beat you in so many ways because you have that guy. And I can't pinpoint another player outside of a Steph Curry because he's just special and unique in his own way. But outside of that, with the Lakers, is AD going to be healthy? And if he's healthy, is he going to be locked in? I don't know. Like LeBron is LeBron, but can he keep this up? How 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 much longer can he be the guy that? has to carry the load. Like, AD has to step up. And that's my only concern about the Lakers. So, it's like Eastern Conference, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix. I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be too much to – what are you going to do with Bill, Booker, and KD? And I think we're going to see a lot of playmaking opportunities for those guys. I think Booker can be an MVP candidate. I think he really can. Yeah, because I said a lot of these MVP guys are in the same team. So, I think those other role players are going to get so – this. this this is the best opportunity for a role player to just make bank next summer. Like if you sign the short deal and you can, you can get like 10 to 15 a game, maybe Eric Gordon, give you some buckets, grace, like Grayson Allen. Like they have some guys who can stand to have some opportunities this year to, to raise their stock up a little bit. This is your opportunity because you can't key on one guy when Bill Booker and KD at, at all times, you're going to have a guy to give you 30 on the floor, you know? So you can stagger their minutes. You can have some bench guys come in with them. And I think it's just going to be lethal. And so I think Phoenix, Denver, my finals pick is is Denver and Boston. I think they're that was what I thought would be the matchup last year, but I think we get it this year. I think the Bucks is going this year. I'm I'm rocking with the Bucks, man. Giannis and Dame, like it's something I always thought about, and it's something I don't know how you're going to stop it because mm-hmm. you still got to consider he still got Burke, still got Middleton if he gets back healthy, still got Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, mm-hmm. and it's a team that's done it before. Mm. And I just think the hunger of Dame mixed with the greatness of Giannis and him wanting to keep winning, they might win it all, honestly. Because it's just that one-two punch with what they already got. They yeah. stay healthy. I think that's going to be it. That's just dangerous, man. I never, I don't think we've ever seen a duo with this much potential together. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. saw Brian D. Wade and Bosh, and that's a trio. But I'm just talking mm-hmm. about duo of them two. Like, like Kobe and Shaq, we saw that. Yeah. But we haven't – I don't know. This is going to be something different. Like, yeah, this is going to be something different that we ain't seen in a minute. I'm excited to see. I'm just, you know, outside of Damon and Giannis, I think Chris Middleton's health is huge. That that's I'm I'm concerned about that. I'm not sure if he'll be 100 percent throughout the season. And so I just I got to see it. 
And um, I don't know, man, just the, the potential of Derek White and Drew Holiday defensively and how is Milwaukee going to combat Tatum and Brown defensively? You know, Connaughton and Beasley can't, they're not going to do it. I mean, you got Giannis there, obviously, but it's like, you know, so I, I it's, it's going to be a matchup thing when they meet. It's going to be a matchup on how these coaches – it's going to come down to the coaching and, and, and exploiting certain things. Health, health matchups is going to be the biggest thing. But my, yeah. I'm going – early prediction, I'm going Buck Suns for the chip. Right? Yeah. And out of the West, I got Denver coming out. Who do you, did you mention the West? You got yeah, yeah, I said Bucks and Suns. Bucks and, Bucks Suns. and Suns. Okay, Suns, Suns making it. Suns making it. Okay, and, and, at this point, any anybody that's a contender could go. It's just yeah. it's going to be exciting for sure. It is. It is. So we'll. I mean, we'll see. Open the night. You got the Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors, Suns, and then the rest. We got. We got a lot to talk about over the next <laughs> from now until what June for the yeah. finals, and then we got college ball coming back up too, and so. This is this is a great time of the year. You got football still going on. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what the, the next uh, year or so is going to bring. So thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. We're going to try to get this on, on Spotify as well. And so we'll be back next week recording weekly. Thanks for watching. Peace out.